0: You are listening to the Vessel Aliveness Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann Jones. I created this podcast to encourage your heart and give you hope through tangible baby steps so you can make your health a priority again. You deserve to start feeling better in your body today and focus your energy back on the things that really matter instead of stressing about your diet. Your body is your vehicle for growth and experience in this life. Join me to explore how to feel more alive and your precious, hardworking mama vessel. Let's go to the show. Hey friends, welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about body image and the struggles that I'm sure all of you and myself deal with basically through our entire lives. So we see it everywhere, right? This is how we should look. This is how we should show up to make others feel comfortable with our bodies. I'm calling bullshit. Some people's passion in life is actually to work out like it's their job. And these are the people that we often look to for our aspirations. Oh man, I really wish I looked like that. When behind the scenes, they're either doing this for work. They have personal trainers. They have an abundance of money to do all the new fangled diets and all of the things. And yet we're told that this is what we need to be. But that is not realistic for the normal average person, especially if you are a working, busy mom or just a mom in general. Your job cannot be working out for the majority of us. I received a text message today um, and it said, Carrie Ann, shed eight to nine inches off your body with this new hack. And I was like, really? So not only am I getting it on social media and in my own head, you know, the shame voice that happens within your own head, but now I'm getting just random spam text messages like, "Hey, you're not okay. You're not enough." So I actually grew up um, very skinny, and even that was not okay. I heard it all the time. You need more meat on your bones. I was told that constantly by men women, people in the church, by my own family. I was told when I was wearing a push-up bra because I thought my boobs were too small that when I got married, my husband would be disappointed because I was being dishonest about the size of my boobs. But I was just trying to aspire to what I saw in magazines, big boobs, skinny waist, you know? So not even that was okay. And then I was also told that I don't have childbearing hips and that I better gain some weight so that I can have kids. Um, Just flabbergasted thinking about all the things that I was told as a young girl. I'm talking like before I was even 10 or 11 years old. Then through life, I'm still aspiring to this. I'm listening to people. I'm watching things on social, social media. And then I fall into a pill addiction. And guess what? I was able to maintain an ideal body weight on pills, smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee, taking pills, skinniest you'll ever be in your life. But I was so unhealthy. I was so unhappy. And I was surrounded by toxicity, as you can imagine. Now I have two kids, and I am later on in my healing journey and my body has changed once again. This is a continual process. So now it's, your body doesn't look healthy, but I love myself. I'm okay with my body. Well, you shouldn't be. You look better back then, referring to the time when I was on pills. But now I'm actually healthier than I've ever been. I feel really good about my healing journey. I enjoy life and I love to cook, and I really enjoy food. And I enjoy my relationships and I enjoy my work and I enjoy my friendships and I enjoy my family, but my body's still not ideal is what I'm told. So how do we win here? If you continue to listen to other judgments, social media, you're never going to be okay. And I wasn't either. And it's still there. There's still this tiny voice in my head. Sometimes that's like, you should be ashamed. Look at yourself. You shouldn't wear that bathing suit. Just look at yourself. What are people going to think? So let's do a brief history of body image, shall we? For a long time, we were just objects. Our body image was dictated by male desire and marriageability. The ideal body image, especially for women, has fluctuated throughout the centuries. Up until the 17th and 18th century, the ideal woman, quote unquote, was portrayed as curvy and voluptuous. The words plump and rounded were used as beauty terms. And then the corset came to the Western world in the 20th century that was accentuating a tiny waist. So these women, in fact, did not have tiny enough waists to the point that they had to wear a torture device around their stomach that caused internal damage in order to have this ideal image so that they would be marriage material. I don't know if you know this, but huge boobs, big butt, and tiny waist is not a normal way that a body appears. I'm not saying there isn't a body out there that doesn't look like that normally, but normally when you gain weight, you can see it in your face, in your arms. Your boobs get bigger, your butt gets bigger, your thighs get bigger, and your stomach gets bigger. And when you lose weight, you lose your butt and boobs too. So how can we keep aspiring to these ideal body images that don't exist? Oh my God. So why on earth are we looking at these as normal Why do you think boob jobs exist? And whatever you want to do with your body, that is okay. I'm not saying that boob jobs or implants are wrong or whatever. There's multiple reasons why people do it. It's your body. It's your life experience. You can do whatever you want. But if you're doing it because you feel you don't have an ideal body image, then that is internal work that needs to be done. So then we come to the 1920s. And being slender became the new aspiration. And guess what else came into fashion right when this slender physique came in? Eating disorders. They skyrocketed starting in the 1920s. And they're still a huge problem today, if not more so. Did you know that 24% of physicians report that children from the age of three and four start to have body image issues? three and four years old. Then we have the 1960s and 70s, the shift to the media pressure to look thin, young, and athletic. So we not only had it from society and from men and wanting people, you know, to have these perfect looking wives. That's a whole, there's so many rabbit holes that we could go down in this episode, but I'm trying to keep it, you know, one track today. So they shifted from that to, okay, well, let's pressure through the media young athletic and thin and since corsets are no longer okay they started to use diet and exercise to maintain a physique that looked healthy and then when people started seeing through that just thin you know I don't need to be young I don't need to be thin um I you know I feel good and that kind of stuff started to come back in then it changed to Well, don't you want to be healthy? Can you see this timeline here? And how we have made people all over the world billions of dollars through body image, introducing it as don't you want to be healthy? To be thin means to be healthy, which it doesn't actually. The BMI was introduced, and this is an obesity evaluation from doctors and now it is in our schools and our children are also evaluated by the BMI. Let me talk briefly about the BMI. This was created in the 19th century by Lambert Eldoff. This was a measurement of fat. He was not a physician. He did not practice medicine. He was a mathematician. And it actually made no allowances for the amount of bone or muscle tone that was also in your body versus fat. So if you had strong bones and muscle versus fat in the body, you actually would score higher on the BMI chart. And then there's that wording also of scoring. What's your score? Like, oh, I want a good score. So we've kind of been trained to be like, oh, that's a bad score. Like, I don't want a bad score. This does not equal your health. Let me just say this again. Your BMI does not equal your health. And again, I'm going to call bullshit because the BMI was created with research. Are you ready for this? On white male bodies. There was no black or brown people that were evaluated, no women, no other ethnicity, white males. So this was supposed to measure the average person's weight. Of health, what their body fat should be. Stay tuned, love. We will be right back after this short break. And now back to the show. So again, they're pushing this quote unquote ideal body weight, but now there's like this health behind it, right? They're saying, well, you're not healthy if your BMI is higher than X, Y, Z. In 1998, the National Institute of Health actually updated their definition of overweight and obese, lowering the threshold. And that made millions of Americans overnight, quote unquote, fat and obese when they decided to change these that had nothing to do with Blood work or like anything to do with how they were living. It was just simply through the BMI. And the men who worked in the creation of the BMI surrounding um, Lambert, they actually believed, and I'm not surprised here, but I'm just telling you, they believed that BIPOC people of color were savages and were subhuman. And these are the men that we are now following to aspire to a healthy body type? I'm going to say no. So the BMI now influences medical charts. It deems many obese and unhealthy, even if their numbers and blood work come back fine. Here's a quote um, by a article called The Bizarre Racist History of BMI. The science has repeatedly demonstrated that a measure built by and for white people is even less accurate for people of color and may lead to misdiagnosis and mistreatment. The BMI withholds life-saving treatments for people, especially people of color or transgender, until they lose weight, basically saying you're too fat to save. What the hell? So now you know a little bit more about the BMI and how that came in and how it is actually 100% bullshit. So begin to bring all this into your mind and ask yourself, are you okay with your body right now? It's okay to want to change. It's even okay to want to lose weight. But what is your motivation? Is it to feel more comfortable in your body? Is it to get more energy? Or is it because it's what you think you should do? So start speaking truth to yourself. And just think about how you can begin to speak positively to yourself about your weight. You can also say no to being weighed at the doctor. If you didn't know that was an option, it absolutely is. It is your body. And you can say, unless my weight directly affects my treatment or medications today, I refuse to be weighed. Because we should get the same level of care no matter where they think we're at. If that physician thinks that we are quote unquote fat or obese. So when that voice pops into your head, try to speak love to it. Say. Thank you for trying to keep me safe, but I'm actually okay. And my body is precious and beautiful, and we're not going to listen to that today. No, I am not doing this today. If anybody has a problem with my body, that's their own fear and insecurity talking. We're all just hitting this insecurity tennis ball back and forth. Somebody sees somebody. They feel uncomfortable about the way their body is presented. And then they're like, ooh, you should change that because it makes me feel weird. No, let's stop doing this. Let's ask ourselves, why does that person's body make me feel uncomfortable? You just love them exactly where they're at. They are a precious human being. There is a whole worthy soul inside that flesh and bone that has nothing to do with what is on the outside. They're just living their experience through this precious vessel. So if my body makes you feel uncomfortable at any point in time, use it as a mirror. And I'm just speaking, you know, if anybody's body, use it as a mirror. How do you actually feel about your own body? Why does it make you feel uncomfortable? What lies have you seeped in from social media and through our socialization? How can you find peace with the fluctuation and flow of our bodies through life, we are evolving beings. And look at nature: there's skinny trees, there's fat trees, there's fat cats, there's skinny cats, there's fat rabbits. There's, you know, we're not judging animals' size and weight and physique and saying, "Oh, that you know, that one's really good, but that one's a little too fat." So why do we do it as humans? When we look at trees, we don't judge that they're crooked. We don't judge if their trunk is too big. They're just trees and we can appreciate them for being trees. So why as humans do we take this stance that we all have to look the same? How freaking boring would that be? So your soul is not tainted or compromised. You're worthy. This body is not a mistake. So how can you love it more? How can you show up today for your body and say, no. I'm not going to listen to that little voice in my head. I'm going to do something that feels really good for my body, but I'm not going to listen to why I'm not enough. Don't internalize fat phobia or capitalistic body ideals, which is what can I sell you so that you want this body image? Billions of dollars are made every year off of what we aspire to in our body image. So remember, That you get to make changes, to feel better in your body whenever you want to, but you also get to control the haters, and if you believe them, even if the hater is your own voice inside your head, you get to choose whether or not you're going to accept that and say, yes, I believe it, or no, I'm not going to believe that about myself anymore. And I also need to acknowledge my own thin privilege through my life. So even though I have had my own struggles with shame and not feeling my body is enough, whether it was skinny or fat, I did not grow up in a larger body size. And so I had a lot more doors and opportunities open to me because I didn't have that body discrimination. So I experienced a different discrimination, but I was still in what Sonia Renee Taylor would call a default, default body form and it was more socially acceptable so I looked quote-unquote socially acceptable in the body that I was in even though there was still always something that I felt I needed to change or that wasn't good enough I do not know the experience of somebody who has lived their entire lives in a larger body being told that they are not right that they are not in the right default body image that we see everywhere. I mean, it was only just, you know, recently that we started to see more positive roles of people who were bigger in movies and um, in magazines. For a long time, it was like those people were often portrayed as being lesser than or not as smart. And so, I do think society is changing, but I just wanted to acknowledge that, yes, I have had a traumatizing experience, but it still does not even begin to compare living in a different type of body. And it really comes down to that. We're judging the differences. We are uncomfortable with people who are different than us. And this is, so many issues stem from this, right? So, that's where racism comes in that's where ableism which is judging people who have disabilities that don't look like us or that have to use wheelchairs or um, braille or different things that we're not used to as like ooh, they're different that's not you know it's too bad they don't have this right type of body or we feel bad for them because they're not in what we think of as quote-unquote this ideal body. And so just start to really think about what you're letting into your brain and even on your social media, go on your platform and see how many different bodies you scroll past. Do you have larger bodies? Do you have black and brown bodies? Do you have Asian and Pacific Islander bodies? Are you seeing transgender people? Or are you just seeing the norm? What's acceptable? What makes you feel comfortable? Start looking at images of bodies that make you feel uncomfortable and then say, Why? Why am I uncomfortable that this body is so different than mine? And why am I judging that? This world of creation that you know, God or whatever it is that you believe that God created, everything is different. There's so much diversity and diversity is beautiful. I love my wildflower flower garden when it has an abundance of different types of flowers. Not just one. That's really nice, but it really makes everything pop. It accentuates different flowers and they play off one another one another in the light. And we do that as humans. We Our diversity is what makes us so beautiful. So let's start looking at the differences in other people, no matter what that means, and just think that's really beautiful that creation was able to be manifested in so many different, amazing, beautiful, unique ways. I also recommend reading The Body Is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor, and she really dives into racism of body image uh, fat phobia and self-love and how to just say I am not sorry for who I am showing up as today I'm not sorry that this is the body that I have and was born with Um, it's a very inspiring book and I will link it below so you get to say if you feel good or bad in your body And I know there's so much working against you. I don't think this is easy. I spent the last seven years working on my body image, seven years. And just yesterday, I went tubing. I was in a bathing suit in front of a bunch of strangers. And the little voice started pinging in my head. And it was saying, you should be embarrassed. You shouldn't be standing here in the water so everybody can see you. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey that sounds like an old voice. I thought we worked through all this shit. So no, I'm not going there today. I feel great. I'm here to have a good time. I don't give one crap about what other people are going to judge about my body. And you know what? I don't think anybody really is. You know what they're thinking? Ooh, I don't want to show up looking like this today. So we all have this internal talking that's going on and we aren't the only ones. But yesterday I noticed that I actually, there was just that, a bigger part of me now than it's ever been. It was just like, no, I said, no, I'm not going to do this anymore because my body has been through so much abuse from myself and from other people. And it has still gotten me to this moment. It has still brought me through healing. It has still brought me to a point where I've learned to love myself. And I actually feel pretty damn good about my life right now and my body. So why would I let anybody or any small old thought creep in and try to destroy that joy? I won't. I'm here to encourage you to just start to notice the voice and back it up with truth. Put a verse on your mirror. Find a mantra that you love. Find a meditation that is body positive, And just start speaking truth to yourself about your worthiness and that you are always loved. And that this is a journey and our bodies are going to change. I've looked like a million different people in this lifetime. And my body continues to change. And I'm just ready to flow with that and be okay with it. As long as I'm feeling good. I know when my body doesn't feel good. I know when I'm feeling kind of like meh or not at home. And I can take steps to try and change that. I can take steps to feel a little more at home or to feel less bloated, but all of that is normal. It's okay. There's some days where you wake up and you feel like, man, my stomach is so bloated. Oh, I don't want to go out in public. Everybody's stomach gets bloated. So just remember that you're human. First of all, you are always worthy. You do not need to be sorry for who you are or for the body that you're showing up in. For the body that you're showing up in, choosing to serve others, to love others, and to live your life in. And I hope that you carry this through your week. And I hope that as those voices creep in and try to tell you you're not enough, that you can just put a huge hand up and say, no, I'm not going to do this today because I got enough on my plate and I don't need me tearing me down along with it. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of today's episode. And I hope that you're encouraged and you know that you're not alone. And we all struggle with this because it is just poison that is running through our society. But you're okay. And I love you and you're worthy. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Hey love, I have some exciting news. I am currently enrolling for my one-on-one health coaching program. If this is something you've been thinking about, go ahead and click the link in the description below to book a free call with me. What you get working with me is two one-on-one, one-hour sessions a month to focus on your specific health needs. My one-on-one program is to help mothers make their health a priority again and feel good in their bodies without the yo-yo dieting stress. You get nutrition education, handouts, worksheets curated for your needs. You get gifts in the mail on your doorstep to help you on your journey from me. You get private text support and connection to me for days that you are struggling. You will walk away from this program more confident In yourself and in the choices that you're making for your health you will have a toolbox chock full of things to bring you back into balance because not every day is gonna be good right and we all have ups and downs but you will know how to bring yourself back to center and back to feeling good in your body again so what are you waiting for go ahead and book the free call even if we decide not to work together you will walk away with three steps to work on your health right now things that you can do immediately so don't put your health on the back burner any longer it's time to make yourself a priority go ahead and book that call i hope to talk to you soon and there you have it Thank you so much for listening friend. Be sure to subscribe, review and share this podcast if it resonates and tag me on your Instagram stories. Your support means the world to me. Be sure to check out my freebies and service offers in the link description below. And join my Patreon and find the monthly offer that works best for your life starting at just $1 a month. And in case no one has told you lately, you are so loved and held dear one. Seek joy even in the smallest of ways today. You deserve to experience it and to feel good in your body. Till next time, I love you.